episode of the Hot Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Sam Goodman, the Hot Nerd LLC. Make sure you head to the website, www.thehotnerd.com, for fundamentals, learning teams, support, and so much more. Send us an email, thehotnerd at gmail.com, and be sure to follow along with us on all things social media at the Hot Nerd or at Sam Goodman. Welcome to today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. How are you doing today? I hope things are going absolutely <gasps> splendid, marvelous, amazing for you wherever you find yourself in this big, wild, crazy, and amazing world. Things are going great for me. We're giving away a ton of books, a ton of 10 ideas to make safety suck less. So make sure you cruise over and you uh, follow along at winthe10.com if you want to enter to win. If you can't wait, you can get the book on Amazon or Audible narrated by yours truly. Make sure you check out the resources section of the website, www.thehopnerd.com. Click on resources and send me an email, thehopnerd at gmail.com. If you're looking to take your organization's efforts around learning and improving to the next level, like yeah, I, I love to help with that. I can definitely help with that. I help a ton of folks with that. If you're looking to start or go farther on your human and organizational performance journey, yeah, that's kind of what I do. Get into contact, thehopnerd at gmail.com. So today I wanted to touch a little bit back on this subject of blame. <laughs> we talk about blame a lot. We talk about blame a lot because as people, we like to blame folks. When, especially when stuff goes wrong, right? When shit hits the fan, when things get sideways, we love to look for a culprit, someone that we can hold culpable, right? Someone that we can point the finger at and see, 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 there it is. That's the problem. When bad things happen, a lot of times it really challenges us. You know, it challenges us. It challenges our viewpoints of the organization. It challenges our assumptions, our feelings about our working environment. It challenges our feelings about the systems in which we operate. And it probably should, right? So we need to embrace that. So often we just kind of go to that lever of blame instantly, right? That challenge forces us. It's traumatic and it forces us to say, who did it? What do they deserve? Based Usually based off of how bad it was. And let's fix or fire that person. And sometimes in the middle, let's banish them from the village for a while. Let's go put them in the shame corner for a little bit until they, to, until they get past their evil ways. And they'll repent and come back into the good graces of the organization. Blame's really, really natural. It, it just is, right? And blame feels really, really good. And we like to just fall into that trap of blame pretty easy because, again, it feels great. And it feels like we're fixing a problem. It feels like we're doing something. But usually we're not, right? I mean, blame is easy and it feels good and it feels like we're doing a lot, but it doesn't actually make things any better. Blame doesn't actually fix anything back to our human and organizational performance principle. Blame fixes nothing. And a lot of times this trap of blame causes us to actually make things worse or fix a whole lot less, 
right? So we have to kind of let go of this, this notion of blame within our organization. Now, the first kind of hit that we get with that in human organizations, you just want to blame free. Oh, a bunch of fuzzy, wuzzy, blame free. People have to be held to account. Well, when you pursue a blame-based culture, you actually create a whole bunch less accountability. So let's go back to that kind of real root definition of accountability, the ability to give one's account, the ability to share truthfully the story, right? Let's, let's maybe stick with that. Let's create in environments of deep accountability rather than blame cultures. Because when we go down this path of blame, right, we signal to those that are bringing us this information, this scary and upsetting information, information that these folks would rather not have to share with us, and they know that we would usually rather not hear, we're signaling to those folks that it's just not safe to tell us the truth, right? Because we're going to behead them, or we're going to tar and feather them, or we're going to put them in the unemployment line, right? So when we go down this path of choosing blame, we're lowering accountability. We're forcing people into a position of saying, you can't tell me the truth, so you better not, right? And then on the flip side of that, we're going to say, well, I got a rule that says they have to report, so they're going to, and they're not. <laughs> You're never going to overcome that burden of self-preservation if you say, hey, Sam, I really want you to tell me everything, but if you tell me stuff I don't like, I'm going to kick you in the teeth. I'm not going to tell you the stuff you don't like. It's just that simple, right? So when we move beyond blame, when we outgrow blame culture within our organizations, it doesn't decrease accountability. It's actually increasing accountability within our operations. It's giving folks the room to actually tell us the truth. It's crafting an environment in which honesty is possible. And that's exactly what we want. If we truly, truly desire learning and improving, we have to extend that trust and craft that environment in which people can tell us the truth, not just the good truth, not just the, uh, the mediocre truth, but the ugly, scare the shit out of you kind of truth. That's where that buzzword, and it is kind of a buzzword nowadays, that's where that buzzword psychological safety comes in. That ability to tell the truth. If you don't have that, you're never going to tap in to the lived reality of those that get shit done within your organization. If you don't have that element of psychological safety, you're never going to learn the ugly truth that you need to make better operational decisions. And if you choose to pursue a blame culture, guess what? That's what you're going to get. And a blame culture, a byproduct of that is less accountability. People cannot share their stories with you. So we have to shift towards more of that idea. In my opinion, let me show that. Let me throw that out there. I-M-O, in my opinion, we have to shift more towards just culture and true accountability because so much of what we approach these things with in our organization, this blame culture is truly this kind of idea of culpability. And we base it on this kind of like pseudo criminal justice system thought, which has clearly worked out real well for us here in <laughs> in the United States, right? So we have to kind of move forward with this idea of just 
culture. Instead of saying, instead of saying who, who broke the rule, what was the bad outcome, how bad was the outcome, and what do they deserve based off of how bad that outcome was, we have to start asking better questions. Who's hurt? What do they need? Who's responsible for getting them what they need? And on and on and on. I would encourage you to read Sidney Decker's book, Just Culture, to take a much deeper dive into that subject. And we have to kind of outgrow this idea of viewing these disciplinary action measures as being special and unique in the safety space. So many organizations that I encounter almost on a daily basis, they have HR disciplinary policies and then they have safety disciplinary policies, which are super duper special. They're designed to make people safest. Mm, right. Yeah. <laughs> Through pain and punishment and fear. Right. You broke the rule. I'm going to beat you or fire you. Okay, well, if I break the rule, I'm just not going to tell you. <laughs> if I have to bend the rule to get stuff done because I get fired if I don't get stuff done either, then I'm going to bend the rule and I'm going to say that I followed the rule, right? But they're not unique. They're not special. If you have performance problems, you've already got mechanisms to deal with performance problems. Deal with them as performance problems. But disciplinary action overall, again, in the safety space is not special and unique, You've already got that lever in your organization. So much of what we spend time talking with organizations about is that lever shouldn't be your first option. It should be your last option, right? And we have to view disciplinary action, those kind of disciplinary action programs within our organizations, not as a way that we make employees better, right, through pain and punishment, not through, not something that we beat employees into a better condition, because that's kind of ass backwards, right? We have to view those things as a mechanism in which we can extract employees from systems in which they do not belong, not as a way to, ex not as a way to extract pain and punishment, you know, to inflict pain and punishment upon wrongdoers or those that have sinned against our organization. Who the hell do we think we are, right? Most of our organizations can't get the potholes fixed within in our parking lots. Most of our organizations have us struggling with everything else, but we think we're going to solve justice overall for the world through these really, really, really excruciating kind of toolkits of blunt instruments that we use and call disciplinary action. You don't fix people with disciplinary action. I would argue that uh, you probably don't fix people in general. That's probably not your role as an organization is to fix people, to cure them of their humanity. But I would encourage you that rather than spending your time on blame and focus on disciplinary action, a really easy way to move beyond that, right, is to move that lever to the other side of the spectrum. Disciplinary action isn't going away. Like it's part of our worlds, right? It's part of our world. We have to shift the way that we view that. Rather than viewing it as a way to fix employees and their pesky behaviors, we view disciplinary action as a way to extract people from systems in which they do not belong. Rather than seeing disciplinary action as the first step when we find that there was a violation of rule, bend, a break, ooh, people did some bad stuff that we don't like and we wrote that bad stuff down and they did it anyways. Instead of seeing it as that first step in our processes, we have to understand that that's an extreme step. That needs to be the last step in our processes. It has to go to the far end of that spectrum. So back to the key point. As you guys know, I love to ramble and that's kind of what I'm doing here. But the key point Blame's easy, but it just doesn't make things any better. Blame's easy, but it doesn't fix anything. And a lot of times, most, almost always, when we choose to blame, we're choosing purposefully to know less. And as the GOAT, Todd Conklin says, knowing less does not make you 
smarter. And if you want me to put my hillbilly twang on that, knowing less does not make you smarterist. When we choose to move beyond blame, when we choose to move beyond our desires to inflict pain and punishment upon those evil wrongdoers that have violated our most sacred rules, and we choose to embrace learning and restoration and improvement, that's when we start getting into that magical place of actually making things better. Thanks for listening, everybody. We greatly appreciate all of your support of the Hot Nerd Podcast, the Hot Nerd LLC. If you need a little bit of help of bringing human and organizational performance to life, if you would like to take your efforts around learning and improving to the next level, yep, I can help with that. Head over to www.thehotnerd.com or send me an email, thehotnerd at gmail.com. Until next time, bye, everybody. Bye.